You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a somber Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 if you want to get in on the show. The Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Before we get started this morning, I want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com for all their great information, but also to find the dealer closest to you. When you get by that dealer today or anytime this week or this month, tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Joe Gaither behind the glass with this morning. So uh, we got the five-star group in this morning. Dad's on the line, ready to go. Before we get started with Dad and him giving you the scores, uh, my phone, Joe, we do have listeners because my phone was lighting up for me not to make any more predictions about the blowout. I said Alabama. I thought Alabama would blow Tennessee out. Obviously, that didn't happen. Dad said Tennessee would win. So the week before, I think I got it right. Talking about Texas A&M would play, you know, play us a lot tougher. Um, but I never figured Alabama. I thought Nick Saban, Dad. I had so much faith in him. And at some point, he's going to have to get some credit. Everybody wants to blame Bill O'Brien and Pete Golding. These, at some point, Nick Saban's in charge of this football program, and Josh Heupel had his team better prepared than Nick Saban did. His team was more disciplined than Nick Saban's. Nobody ever says anything about coach. I think he's the greatest coach in college football. We'll talk about all that as we go throughout the show. But I did get a ton, and I mean a ton, of people mad at me, blaming me for it as well. So good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay, Barry. Um, it's, you know, you didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll, I'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Cleveland Indians playing tonight. Uh, against the Yankees at 6 o'clock to go move on. I'll talk about the baseball playoffs one of these days and explain to you what I don't like about it. But we've come this far. We're a team that hits singles against the Yankees. We hit home runs. It's going to be darn hard for us to win this fifth game. I hope, hopefully we could one last night. Eagles beat the Cowboys 26-17. Devontae Smith caught a bunch of passes from Jalen Hurts, scored a touchdown pass from against him. And, uh, the Eagles are 6-0. and only te- I think they're the only team in the NFL who has not lost. And uh, Jalen Hurts is the kind of player that Barry and I kind of told you he were when you got all hacked off at him when he left. So he's a he's a heck of a player. In the game, in the game um, the other day, I'm not going to get on here and start. Well, I should have done this, should have done that, and all that kind of crap with you. You can do all that if you want to. Uh, the the two things that 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 uh, I don't, didn't understand is. I never saw Will Anderson in the game. Mm-mm. I never saw him do anything at all to affect the football game. Nothing. I wonder if he was sick. I, I mean, know. he looked like he wasn't even really yeah. playing with a lot of effort, and that's not Will Anderson. 
No, he he uh, something was wrong there. So that's that's my first thing. The second thing is that when you go with two out, when you go with wide outs, and they've gone with wide outs before against Alabama, and for whatever reason, Alabama has struggled defending their wide outs. They get confused in their coverage. They're playing man-to-man coverage, generally speaking, not zone coverage in the backfield. Uh, so don't go, don't go, don't go hollering at uh, you, you know. If you don't go hollering at Barry's right, you got you know you should be hollering all the uh, all of the. Uh, had a field goal been kicked in May, and he this kid's a good kicker. He missed the missed the field goal. Had a field goal been kicked in May, Alabama would be up there and wouldn't be six. Don't really matter. You still have an opportunity to take care of yourselves by winning. Uh, Tua's brother, who plays at uh, Maryland, got injured. Don't know if he's going to get to play anymore or not. I think that's something that our fans want to know about. Devontae Wilder, or, or Wilder uh, won the fight the other night. He's back fighting. He won it, I think it was in Brooklyn. The Braves and the Dodgers have been eliminated. Uh, the Phillies will be playing San Diego to see who goes to the World Series. That, Of course, Houston will... Uh, Probably will play out uh, Cleveland or the Yankees. Hopefully, the Cleveland, but probably not. Uh, in the, as the play on uh, system goes, um, Keegan Bradley, uh, uh, Barry's wife, will know, like to know that Ricky Fowler made a pile of money. He was second in Japan, and Keegan Bradley won uh, the Zuzu Zuzu Classic over in Japan. So that was big for him. And uh, what else do I have? Um, I can tell you, uh, I can tell you, uh, my feelings on this, my feelings is that, uh, you will see the Auburn coach stay through the season. Uh, you won't see anybody, you, you won't see him b- departing because the Auburn is open this week. So that's something you probably want to know. Um, that's just my opinion. Nobody else's opinion, but mine, the best thing and the most Heartwarm, not heartwarming. I don't know how to explain this. And this is something none of you will even pay any attention. It's 45 seconds on the clock in the game, and I think one of the great people in Alabama at Alabama this year is Jeff Allen. He goes out to check the injury of a Tennessee guy, and to me, for that for that move right there, he is. Abs- I'm gonna have him on the show sometime. He's ter- absolutely yeah. terrific, yeah, and he I is. Say, you know, 45 seconds on the clock. You don't know who's going to win the game. The guy's hurt. He's out there before the Tennessee guy's out there. When the Tennessee guy got there, out, got there, he got out of the way and, and, and let the Tennessee guy have his player. But that's the kind of person he is, and we're going to have him on the show. I'm hoping that we can get a little basketball on at the end of the week. Uh, we got, we got, a, we've got a, uh, a, a week this week, not great. Uh, we've got the Ole Miss LSU game is the best game Mississippi State and Alabama. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something. I've seen and I don't I don't I do not say who's better than who because I get asked that all the time. Wimp, who was your best basketball player? I don't do that. But I'm telling you right now, this quarterback this, this quarterback at Alabama is absolutely the most special player. I, and, and I've never seen a guy that can elude elude people, can stay positive in negative situations. And get the and you're and the biggest thing about Alabama that makes me feel better about them than you people who call it in is you're 18 down, and they and the crowd is going goofy and you're 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 at a place where you got no friends and you're 18 down and you come back. I think you got a good football team before it's over. 
all I got to say. Yeah, um, yeah, Bryce Young, and oh. he's Houdini. Yeah, I mean, do you think you got him? And he wiggles out of there. He is incredible. And he, if he was injured, going that guy took some absolute shots in that game. And I don't know how you. Uh, don't call that one play targeting or roughing the passer. And they had time to look at it and didn't call it. So that that was puzzling. I'm not going to blame the officials when you give up 52 no. points. But I've never seen a game where they can't even get the down right. And it took them forever. I mean, it wasn't yep. like, all right, let's go to the monitor. We had this thing wrapped <laughs> in two minutes. Well, it took them like yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, they missed the call. And the official didn't look at it at all. When they when they face masked the guy on the on the on the long pass to the sideline, they missed the call, no doubt about it. So, but uh, that that I'm going to that. But for whatever that. reason, for whatever everybody can scream about Pete Golding if you want, you can scream about Bill O'Brien and the three passes at That's the end. About the head coach. Scream about if, if Jamar Gibbs catches the ball in second down, you're down there and you have a chip shot. So it was not the wrong play call, and they give Bryce the freedom to change the play at the line. But at some point, the, it's got to fall on Nick Saban's doorstep that this team's undisciplined, right, Joe? I mean, he's the head of the football team. And this team, I keep thinking that they're going to show up and be disciplined the next week. He's going to get those mistakes corrected, and they get worse. They get worse. Now, I, 34 Robinsons, that's his last name. I mean, the guy didn't touch. Maybe he thought the guy touched the ball. If he did... You, he you just dive on it. You don't try to pick it up and run it, but I guess the pressure of the game. Yeah. Joe, why he did, does – He did think he, he touched it, Mary. Well, yeah, I think he did, but he tried to pick it up and run with it. Why, oh, I know that. Why – I understand Nick Saban's ball – he's got a lot of credibility, and I still think he's the best coach in college football, but why are people, is he untouchable to people? You don't ever see anything about it. He didn't have – Josh Heupel had his football team – Better prepared than Alabama. Well, period. Barry, you can't criticize the goat. You can't get on Coach Saban. He's get brought us six national championships. He's great. And Bill O'Brien, you know, he's a fired football coach. He's an easy target. Pete Golding, he's a a young guy who doesn't yeah. look all that clean. He's an easy easy target. You know. But you're right. I mean, I'm just giving you the excuses. He, well, they have – those right. guys who do that have no decision on who who's going to be there who's not going to be there. All you all you want to do is read it get mad. I don't read it. Uh, so, uh, you know, I lost my blue plate by, by a point and a half. A point and a half I lost it. And uh, uh, that's twice I, I bet against Auburn and lost both times. Yeah. Um, I did say if Tennessee won, I thought they'd take the goalpost out of the stadium. I got that part uh, right. So, uh, if you guys want to call, we got some calls coming in here. Uh, let me go ahead and take one call. We'll get to break, get the other calls in. We'll get right to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning. Good morning, Barry. You said it right. Discipline. I knew that was going to catch up with them. Yeah. It did. You can't keep doing that. Mm -mm. It, it gets worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Exactly. Until they learn to do that. They gon they may they may lose uh, to Mississippi, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State unless they turn it around. I'm gonna be interested to watch. I really, really, really want to watch because because Georgia cannot win a shootout against Tennessee. I want to uh -huh. see if if Kirby Smart can come up with a defensive plan to stop this kid. I if I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna play Tennessee again. 
Could be. I think you're right. Could if be. They, if they get it together, if they get it together, they, they control their own destiny like they have before. And yeah, but Alabama, tragedy. people that are screaming about the officials, this, that, and the other, and Tim Brando said it. Alabama privilege, they shouldn't be ranked six. They, there's teams that are undefeated. Alabama hasn't played well, and they've had no. three close scares. So the privilege, when you complain about all this stuff not going your way, you also get some privilege there to be ranked six, to be quite honest with you, because – uh, there's some teams that are undefeated that you're ahead of, and I don't know if that's right right now. Anything else, Bryce? Well, yeah, well, they're, they're, they're playing on uh, – they're trying to play on talent alone. They're not playing on uh, on hard, and, and they're making too many mistakes, and that's going to catch up with you. You can't keep winning football, although you got a lot of talent, and it did. And, yeah. I, and I thought they were turning around at the Arkansas game, but – it's gotten worse. They went totally backwards. Somebody, hey, Bryce, you play them one game at a time. You don't go. You don't right. play because they played well, because they played poor. It's one. It's one. Uh, yeah, you're right. But the mistakes are getting worse each each time. There's well, a, and that's but a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. One Saturday at a time. Thank you, Bryce. All right, we get Thank to you. break here. We got a couple other phone calls holding. Uh, I just don't know. For some reason, coach does not have this team's attention. And, Joe, I don't know who keeps – if there's one guy or if there's multiple guys making errors, a few guys need to go to the bench. If you keep making mistakes, somebody's got – there's somebody over there that's just as good as you if you're making mistakes. Two men in a truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth meal. It's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals sound like. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a minor wreck on Skyland northbound before 2059. This is near the pilot truck stop. You can expect minor delays. If you see other conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. Today's temperatures across West Alabama will be seasonable, but don't get too used to it. ABC 3340 meteorologist Taylor Sorello tells us a cold front will bring us to afternoon temperatures in the mid-50s on Tuesday. And because of that, the National Weather Service in Birmingham has issued a freeze watch for areas along and south of a Sullivan to Jasper line here in West Alabama. A freeze warning is in effect for the Tennessee Valley of North Alabama. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. And it's a great Travis Trent, Chris Jansen. It can buy me a boat. Together live. The camp. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves. To tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellow Wood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather noticeably cooler today. The chance of a few isolated morning showers. Otherwise, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. The high 67. Tonight, the coldest night so far this season. Clear with the low at 34. Tomorrow, a sunny and very cool day. The high 53. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. You're as smooth Tennessee whiskey. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Also, got a gallery on there that can give you some great ideas to build the five-star backyard. If it doesn't have the pressure-treated pine, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, we'll bring Cole into the show. Good morning, Cole. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know what's worse. Braves losing NLDS the same day as Dammit losing to Tennessee. I, I don't know. And then, and then, uh, just everything to go with the game Saturday night. I just, I don't. It's over my head. I don't know what's going on. We got We got to fix a lot of things. If it's coaches, if it's players, if it's this, if it's that. I mean, it's it's all over the place. I mean, it's just getting worse every week. I mean, we don't know. I mean, it's like every week it's closer and closer. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to adjust. It'll get better. It, it'll. Uh, you think keep thinking. I think that's right. It will get better. But I keep thinking these mistakes will stop, Cole, and they don't. I don't know why. Coach yeah. does not have this teams. He is not pushing the right button, or they're not preparing the way to make. Where you, I mean, they're going to yeah. have big crowds when you go on the road and false starts and holding. Those aren't the officials' yeah. faults. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know that we have the leadership with our kids, except for our quarterback. No, unless we can just move players around. Like if 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 we have a few guys that aren't covering like they're supposed to, then just move somebody else and take that position. If, if they can even do that, I mean that's what's crazy. I mean, where's Malachi Moore and, and Jordan Battle? If it's not Helens or uh, or Arnold, I mean, where where are the other guys that that can come in and play? If if one guy's not doing their job, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I've asked Joe to ask somebody. If Joe's usually a Maybe throw Coach Saban a question. I really, because I, I watched him, I kept saying, "What is Will Anderson doing? How are they stopping him?" And his effort yeah. level was not where. And I don't know if he did. He was sick, or what. But I'll be interested to see what Coach says with somebody would ask him about that day at the press conference. Yeah. So That's crazy. All right, thank That's you, crazy. Cole. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take care. All right, back down to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. Hope y'all are good. Um, Barry, you hit it just right just a little bit ago talking about the discipline. It's just it's it's not there. And Alabama has good coaches. Saban's a great coach, but right now, you know, I think it's fair to say that Alabama is not well coached. And I only say that because of the penalties and the yeah. and the things like that. And I'm not you know trying to make a personal attack on them. I just think that's the way I see it. From a fan's point, and well, the penalty—the penalties you're dead right about. You know, when you make, when you continue to make penalties or, or cause penalties, it means several things. One is you don't particularly care. You're out, you're out of place. You're trying to cover up. You're trying to hold a guy in order to, to get things done because you can't block him. 
Uh, so I think penalties are are huge things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. One one other thing, Coach and, and Barry, that, that that really bothered me more than it bothered anybody else that I talked to, and I guess that's just why I look at it. But the things that bothered me was Alabama had two kick returns in the first quarter that they that they decided to run back, and they both got tackled on about the fifteen or sixteen yard yep. line with with blocking the backs. Yeah. Okay, Alabama got backed up ten yards, had to punt. And Tennessee score on both of those. On both of those, okay. Well, yeah, but you know they, they get that on the very first kickoff of the game. There's a there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a there's a there's a penalty right there to block in the back, and there's no there's no excuse for that crap. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean people got to get I mean, that. Coach, pre- special teams people have got to get that straight. Yeah, I mean, coach, you can catch the ball on the twenty third now on the twenty three yard line now, and you're still going to get awarded two extra yards. And get it on the twenty-five. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand that. But the biggest thing that, that blows my mind is that Alabama did it again in the third quarter. Jamar Gibbs made a better return, but he st- he got the hell knocked out of him on about the twenty, and luckily he didn't fumble. But I just you can't can't understand why they would not do it. Why they would do it a second time. I damn sure can't understand why they would do it a third time, but 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 the way, you know, LSU's throwing the ball around a little bit better right now. Uh, I'm I'm very much concerned about that game because it looks like our defensive backs are slow footed. I, I don't think McKinstry's slow, and I don't think Terry and Arnold's slow. I mean, Terry and Arnold's you know thinking about going out for the basketball team. He's an athlete, but you know, Helms looks slow. I mean, he looks slow. Yeah, those guys. Those guys uh, were running right by me. The maddest people uh, Saturday night. Uh, that number eleven for Tennessee. He went to mm-hmm. Irmo High School. That's right there in Columbia, South Carolina. And they said Will Muschamp kind of. Uh, I didn't really recruit him that hard, and uh, so they were. The, of course, you know that's recruiting. You get maybe went there and ended up being a little bit better than the people thought. But we had nobody. It was like seven on seven. Nobody that could keep up with that kid. And there was, like, no adjustments made throughout the game, it didn't seem like. And I put that on – I mean, Coach Saban coaches the defensive backs, right, uh, Phillip? Yeah. So – Yes, sir. Yes. So well, they, the wide outs, yeah. when, you, when you double up the wide outs the way they do, they, they stack them up on each side. They, somebody did this – Ohio State, somebody did this against Alabama. And you and I don't know is Anderson sick or not, but what if they did if they double blocked if they double teamed him whatever they did, everybody that watched that game would be trying to do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will Will had his hands in the dirt most of the night, didn't he? Didn't he? I saw him. He wasn't on the edge all night. I saw his, him down 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 low with his hands in the dirt a good bit. I'll be honest, I didn't ever see. Him. I kept saying, "Wait a minute!" And then I started thinking midway through. I started watching what he was doing. He's in mm-hmm. on every play normally, and he—I don't remember—I don't remember him even pressuring the quarterback one time in that particular game. So Hendon Hooker's DJ, really, really good. He is really good. Yeah, yeah. DJ Dale's the only guy that made a sack behind the line of scrimmage. But I think Alabama, believe it or not, I never thought I'd say this, but Alabama has missed Justin Abogaji more than than I ever dreamed they would. Yeah, no doubt. Philip, thanks for the call. Right, guys. Thank you. See you. All right, back up to thanks, the Yellow, Yellowwood Hotline. We'll bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, hey, Bear. Hey, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Okay, good. you okay? I'm good. Uh, Coach, you called that one. Uh, 
Tennessee to Georgia, uh, to to uh, Atlanta. I, I, I think it's going to happen. And, Mike. Uh, yeah, it could. I, I, I tell you what, though, I'm like Barry. I, I want to see how Georgia defends that offense, and uh, that'll be interesting to me. But the reason I called in, uh, Barry, will you? I, I want y'all to do me a favor. Is Matt coming on here in a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ask him that uh, when Tennessee would would line up, their wide receivers would be outside the numbers every time, outside, way out there. Excuse me. And uh, ask Matt what kind of pressure that puts on on the defense. Does it just open the middle up so much that uh, the reason uh, that uh, Tennessee could exploit the middle of our defense deep? And uh, but I'd be curious if that if he thinks that has an effect on uh, how you can play defense. Well, you, uh, are you talking about stacking the wideouts? What I was talking about? How they no, how they sir, hurt? They, He's saying they take they, them out all the way past, almost to the sideline. Yeah, they they yeah. stack them out. And somebody else did it out against Alabama uh, last year, year before last. They stacked them like that. And, you know, Alabama uses man-to-man coverage. They don't use zone coverage much. And, and they get they don't they do not do a good job against that. Yeah, uh, I had I one of Alabama's best defensive players in the history of Alabama's defense text me yesterday and said, basically Tennessee was playing seven-on-seven seven in the summer. Against Alabama, it was in that quarterback just picked him up. No pass rush oh, whatsoever, so they they spread you out, and there's nobody affecting the quarterback. And that guy's just absolutely picking you apart. I tell you what, I was impressed with that quarterback. Huh. I thought he was darn good. Yes, he and mature. And you know when Alabama got the well, turnover, he's thirty years old. Yeah, when Alabama got the turnover. And went up seven. That's when your defense got to come out there and, and bow up, and they went right down the field and scored. I mean, just right down the field. So, but I, I tell you, uh, the, the the caller that brought up Will Anderson, uh, you know that to me, the whole key was we don't know really what uh, what the quarterback for Tennessee could do if he got under pressure because we never put it there. No. And Georgia will put pressure on him somehow, somewhere. Uh, They'll figure I, I, out. They're I'm working on it right now. Somebody is. <laughs> they better be. That's all I said. <laughs> hey, thank see, you, Ty. All right, thank all you. All right, Dad, let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Clever and Hayes. We'll get to Max. Attorneys that uh, we talk about each and every day, uh, Bob Prince, Prince Clever and Hayes at 345-1234 are certainly people that can help you if you've got a problem. And it may Maybe if something comes up and you don't know exactly what direction to go, talk to them on the telephone and go by 701 Ricevine Road and visit with them on a permanent basis, and they will do everything they possibly can to help you. And the big key for the Prince Glover and Hayes is they've been very, very successful. 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website, and if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide sports update. The Alabama Crimson Tide fell to the Tennessee Volunteers 52-49 inside of Neyland Stadium on Saturday. Nick Saban spoke on the late pass interference call after the game. Former Alabama running back Brian Robinson Jr. scored his first NFL touchdown on Thursday night. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks, but we do see some congestion on McFarland. This is between Rogues Boulevard and Alabama 69. This is traffic coming in from West Tuscaloosa County. But if you see conditions, just give me a call. Towns of Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. It's so easy to buy here at Townsend Nissan in a safe, secure, low-pressure environment versus those high-pressure big city dealers that won't even remember you after you leave. Now, here at Townsend Nissan, you are... Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood pressure treated palm from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, right to the Yellowwood hotline and bring in a great friend, Coach Max Howell. Good morning, Max. How are you, sir? Hey, Max. Doing great, guys. How y'all this morning? We're doing good. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, and Barry's got a lot of questions he wants to ask, I'm sure. The wideouts that uh, Tennessee uses, where they put, but they put two or three really wide. It's, uh, several years right. ago, hurt Alabama, and it really hurt Alabama the other day. I don't know with man-to-man coverage whether they just can't cover it or what, but they don't cover it. And the second, uh, other question I want to ask you, and you answer both of them: Will Anderson? You didn't even know he was playing. I don't know if they doubled him or not. Whether they did. Barry said whether he was sick, but he he wasn't a factor in the game at all. Uh, comment on those two things. Be glad to, Coach. They did a great job. First of all, it. In game plan, they took they took Alabama strength away in Anderson. They doubled him almost every snap. Was somebody might have been a tackle in a back or leave a tight end in. They they figured out. I watched him two or three times, and he never got past the line of scrimmage. Uh, that was why it was a factor. The wideout situation, though, I think the combination of both. Coach David hates zone coverage. We all know that he loves man coverage. But I'm gonna tell you, what I saw was uh, four or five. Speed in the secondary with the defensive backs and full four speed with the wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, those kids can run. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about it. And the way you get free like that is you do overload one side and spread them out because you can't. You know, he's going at best he's going to have two back there. Rarely ever you're going to see two defensive backs. Uh, you know, if you're rushing three, you can do it. But he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that front either. He like comes of the fear of the run. So I mean, it was a to me Tennessee did the perfect thing with what they had against Alabama to win the football game. Uh, you know, they, they obviously had spent a lot of time working on the different schemes. They called a good ball game. They picked on, you know, they picked on weaknesses that Alabama had and exposed it. Now, I, the whole deal is, is what does Alabama do from here? Do they change? Because you know uh, there's going to be other folks. Well, sure. I just, I just got through saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are. And, and see what they can do as well. But everybody's not going to have wide receivers can run like that. Or have a quarterback can lay it up there uh, like they did. Can they beat Georgia? I just, you know, I think they can. If they play like they did last night, on Saturday night, I guarantee they can. Maybe Georgia's got a good football team, but they don't play every snap at the level that Tennessee and Alabama played the other day. Uh, Georgia will play two or three, get a couple of touchdowns up, and they'll they'll kind of slack off a little bit. I've watched them do that for a couple of years. Even if, I mean, that's that's the way Alabama beat them in the championship game last year. And they got them together for the national championship and got them all on the same page, particularly that defensive front. They don't have that defensive front this year. 
Well, uh, yeah, changing back again, penalties are killing Alabama, and that's laziness or not being smart. Barry, uh, yep. pen- penalties that just wiped Alabama out. It is. I mean, I mean, real penalties, penalties that they deserved. Right, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Stuff is. It's normally. I know he's got uh, officials that practice every day when they do when, when they do team stuff, but the fact is, the kids. I, I think again, just an opinion. The pressure is so much on them to perform and, and perform every snap at a high level. Yeah. You know, if a, if a kid gets beat a half step, he's going to reach out and grab him. I mean, that's just, you know, because they don't, they don't want to – he's hoping he'll get away with a hold as opposed to the retribution. He's going to get it practice money. Good uh, point. I think he, in his mind, that's what he weighs out. Yeah, fair. Uh, Max, you know, this is probably not good for Tuscaloosa, uh, but it's probably good for the SEC what happened on Saturday. You know, usually Alabama goes <laughs> and it's, the games are boring. I know Joe Gaither uh, probably loves it. Now, I mean, every time Tennessee plays, people are going to be interested – uh, we're looking forward yep. to that Tennessee Georgia game. Now this game this weekend, Alabama Mississippi State. Uh, there's there's some doubt in the Alabama people's mind. These mistakes. Yep. You keep thinking <laughs> that uh, Coach Saban is the most disciplined coach we've ever seen, and the mistakes get worse, Max. So he's not yeah. pushing the right button right now, and everybody wants to blame the coordinators, but it lies on his doorstep, <laughs> and he'll say that I'm sure uh, today. Yep. Uh, it's a tough, tough deal right now over there. I, w- I would imagine I would not want to be working in that building this week. Thoughts? No, I yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I and I remember my year before I left Florida State, we were number one in the country, go to Miami, and uh, and get beat badly. Uh, that was for trouble being on that bunch of defensive coordinator down there, Jimmy Johnson. We come back and, and see it was, the rules weren't quite as tight as they are today. And I know you can't do this. We we brought them back. It was a night game. We got back there. Tallahassee, two o'clock. Well, we put them back on the field that mm, night. I've done that. And, uh, and we, yeah, we, we we corrected the mistakes. We didn't want nobody to forget the mistakes, and we corrected them that night. We stayed out on the field and sun up, and, and we wouldn't live after that in a row. But I just use that as you can't do those kind of things anymore. No. But I still go back, Barry. That that the pressure is on the kids so much because yep. of the expectation, and, and you know, and that's I don't say that's bad, but they'll do. They'll take. They'll risk an opportunity. You know, an opportunity not to have to to to, to run extra practice on Monday for mistakes to reach out and grab a kid and, and risk getting the flag on it. Yeah, Mike. You know what you're seeing now. You always want to say it's the best or whatever, but I don't think I've ever seen a combination of a kid and he answered. He checked this box: toughness, a leader, yeah. ability, elusive, agreed, character. Uh, everything you want. Like, if you could build a model for a quarterback and a leader and everything, this Bryce Young, Max, yep. what a – well, he's got the whole package, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, if he was 6'3 and 220, he would be perfect, <laughs> if there's such a thing. I mean, the hits he took, why in the heck they, they didn't want to call, you know, a, a target the only when he got hit under the chin by 21 uh, – you know, they should have given at least a, a understand roughness uh, to the quarterback. But the ball was going for 1,001, 1,002 before he hit it. Yeah. And there was the official standing right at those flags. I, that deserved the flag. I, mean, I saw him get slapped down a couple other times uh, a little bit late. But anyway, you're absolutely right. And, he, and it, you know, you'd have never known, you know, he didn't play last week uh, because of his hurt. I mean, he just got back, got, kept, get, kept getting up and kept performing at a high, very high level. 
Uh, hey, uh, I think because the rules are the way they are, I, I, I did the same thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to put myself in them, but I practiced their fannies after we got beat a bunch of times. Yep. Uh, yep. Even when the rules, well, even when the rules I, changed against it, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it. Co- Co- it I, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing: you, you got to make you got to make a point to them. You know, yeah. you got to that that at that age, kid, their memories, you know, their memories yeah. is short. And, yeah. uh, well, well, that was our yeah. opinion. We're going. We're going now with with a football team that's going to going to run it more than you think. But they're also going to live by the by the pass. They're going to run yep. it more than you think they are because that's what they try to do. But they're going and they're not going to be greatly prepared. I don't think because I don't think no. you, I, I don't. I don't have that opinion. I don't think it prepares them much. But uh, I think there's a time probably to substitute your backfield some defensively, defensively, because you've got you've got people who are almost as good as the ones playing. But you don't feel like yep. they're quite as good because practice shows you the other guys are a tad yep. better. Well, those guys that are yep. tad better are not getting it done. You got to screw that. You got to bring these new guys in. Absolutely, I agree with you. But remember, Alabama. You remember what they did last year? Seven sacks. Uh, they got to him. They rushed. They they rushed forward five. That's what Kentucky did to them. Kentucky ran the football and kept the yep. offense off the field. I mean, yep. they, that, there's a game plan for there. And Alabama's got more talent. And they don't have but uh, Mississippi State doesn't have the wide receivers that Tennessee's got. Uh, the quarterback's pretty good now if you let him throw. You rush yeah. three and drop eight on him, he'll pick you to death. But you rush yeah. you rush six, it, if you ever watched it, he can't get out of the pocket very well. And, he, yeah. and it confuses him what to do. Oh, they're going to rush six, I'll guarantee you. Yeah, they yeah, will. Yeah, I do too. And, I, and that'll, that'll, that'll slow him down and, and put a stop to him, I think. And Alabama should win that with Italy. Uh, Max, a lot of people that are screaming, you know, about the officiating, and it wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I never seen a fifth down and two, but that's what they had, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's fifth and two. It's hard enough to stop Tennessee on one down. You can't give them five. Uh, goodness gracious! But uh, I think even Tim Brando talks about Alabama privilege, and people say, "Oh, they're penalized more than anybody," and this, that, and the other. But for them to be ranked six. You know, ahead of TCU and Ole Miss with that one loss, and they had two games go down to the last play of the game. I think they're lucky to be six right now, to be honest with I, you, Max. Yeah. Max, I I, I, yeah. if I were in the Big Ten or uh, Big Twelve or whatever, the Pac twelve, yeah. UCLA six and zero, oh, it'll probably shake itself out. But uh, I'm not sure Alabama deserves to be six right now, Max. They probably got uh, top three or four talent, but they're not playing that way right now. So I think they're they're getting. Uh, some privilege there by being ranked that high. I do, but remember Tennessee was six. See, yeah, if Tennessee had been eighth or ninth or tenth somewhere. That, that you know, that they probably they probably would have may have stayed five. I don't know, but bottom line is, you know, they did, they did drop, and because Tennessee, Tennessee rightly so deserves to move up. Uh, and I that, in my opinion, and I know where Brando comes from. And, I mean, he's got you know a lot of other blood in him as well. But the fact is, is uh, they're now they're getting close to to the committee taking the playoff. I mean, the the rankings for the, you know for the upcoming playoffs. So they 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 analyze game by game who you right. play, who the opponents have played, and how the opponents are ranked. And that's yeah. why I think they stayed where they were. Yeah. Well, you can you can control your own destiny. That's the one thing you can yeah. do as coaches. Say you you have the ability to coach. You know. Yep. And I made it not because I made it. I keep using the word I. I don't mean to. There's a chance that Alabama would play Tennessee again. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they beat Georgia. I mentioned that the other day, and nobody everybody hung up on me, but uh, that is true. Max, I wanted you to uh, talk me through Alabama's last drive. I think Tennessee, I know they had two timeouts, maybe three left, and you kept hoping the time was going to run down. So when you kicked the field goal, if you make it or miss it, you leave Tennessee no time because I had no faith they could stop them whatsoever. So they throw on first down. And I don't think they get it. Second down, it hits Gibbs yep. right in the hands. I mean, right in the yep. hands. And if he catches that ball, he takes it maybe inside the yep. 20. You got Now you just run some running plays and run the clock out. Well, you don't get it on second down. You almost have to throw on third down. Or should you run you the ball? Because if if, even if you ran the ball there, Tennessee's going to call timeout. And, it, and you're going to have to kick that field goal. So. And you give Bryce the leeway to change the plays at the line of scrimmage. Did you have a problem with them running the ball? Now that you know they didn't make it, yeah. But with them passing the ball yeah. three times in that last possession? Well, you know, I always go back to, you know, I, the, the play The play comes down from the press box. Uh, you know, we know that the, the NFL emphasis has been there for, you know, as long as he's been there. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't, out of major second down, they probably didn't. They probably should have run it, you know, particularly run Gibbs somewhere on that trap inside that he's been so successful on. But, guys, you got to remember, you got to give Tennessee credit. You know, they, they were prepared for that ball game. And I think that's that was as much as anything else, Barry, that, that in the critical situation like that, they had a lot of confidence. I mean, Tennessee, at the fan base up there, had boosted the, you know, the emotions for the team on the field to a level I hadn't seen Tennessee in years. Uh, it's not taking anything away. I, I, I don't. I don't really question. I mean, because at the time they made the call, uh, he probably saw something in the secondary or something. You know, with the linebackers that would free up that wide receiver uh, or back coming out of the backfield. And then, of course, Bryce had the option to do that. So, uh, I mean, it's it's hatchet, this one hatchet does another, which he, he should have done. But uh, bottom line, he didn't do it. it did, you know, uh, they didn't get it down there. They didn't. Yeah, and, and Will Reichert's been, you know, last year, this year not as much. He's been a pretty reliable kicker. Yeah. Uh, and so everything just – and then that ball that guy kicked, that thing just knuckled through there. Uh, yeah, the only, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the one that made it. But, you know, go back to – if you go back and chart this, one of the announcers I was listening to after the ball game said the ones he has missed has been from that right hash. Uh my opinion was if, if that if they had charted that thing right, why somebody in the box don't don't have you know eyes on the kicking situation as they get across the fifty in the game in a situation like that and don't what the percentages are and had kept the football in the middle or to the left hand because you, if you remember the ones he's missed is he's been pushed to the right most every time yeah so something about his kicking procedure allowed that thing not you know not to go through and float you know float off to the right. Uh, I don't mean to switch over, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, the Auburn game, uh, Ole Miss couldn't tackle me, but um, no, they, they, right. they, they were terrible defensively. Uh, but Auburn played a little bit better offensively and moved the ball a little bit. Better, they did. But, uh, this is a situation where, I, my opinion, nobody's told me this, but in my opinion, they just stay. They'll stay with Harson because they don't have anybody oh, yeah. on the staff that can do it. That's exactly right. And uh, I think right. they'll stay with it. I don't know if you saw it any of that game or not, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, Auburn's in for a long yep. year the rest of the year. Yep. 
They really are, and, uh, and I, you're absolutely right. That's the reason. I don't. I believe I read somewhere where they on his staff. That's nobody that's even ever been a coordinator, much yeah. less the head head coach any experience. And that's the reason. But guys, it's, what is going to kill him is recruiting. Yeah, uh, I think right. they've only got eight commitments now for the early signing period. Where most people got they're going to be worse next year. Absolutely, they are. Whoever you know, if he if he leaves, and whoever they bring in, it's going to be a long year for them again in the SEC. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, if I talked to a lot of Auburn folks, guys, but if they aren't willing to to bite the bullet and go out there and pay somebody that's got some experience, go look around the the country, and those guys that they pay in eight, nine, ten million dollars a year. Those normally the guys that get the top uh, of, of where where the teams are ranked. So there's something to be said. I mean, look, Dabo just got his last contract, 115 million dollars. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might question that, but he, they gave it to him anyway. And his team's performing a little bit better this year. I don't know what relationship that is or correlation, but the fact is, I think they're gonna have to. They can't take somebody that's coached and had a great year to, at the lower level. Missouri found that out by taking the guy from Appalachian, uh, Appalachian State last year. And we could go down the list of those teams, you know, those coaches that hadn't worked out. Uh, I think they're going to have to find somebody that's, that's been a head football coach and, and, and played competitive football in this part of the country, uh, it, you know, in the SEC at least, or maybe go to the, maybe even go to the NFL. Well, they may have to find somebody, somebody, somebody like Arkansas did. <laughs> somebody. Yeah, well, maybe so. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a, you know, but maybe that's a, you know the difference. It, it, but it's some, the cold key guys, and we all know nobody knows who's making decisions over there. I mean, whether it be from the president all the way down to the athletic department. And I think the one, one thing uh, that Dad said about him, Coach Durant, it doesn't look like they've quit on him. If they when they look like they no, quit on you, that's when you no. gotta let him go. But they, they seem to still right. be playing hard for him. Absolutely. Uh, they so do. if they're doing they that, then I don't yeah. think you make the change now. You just wait till the end of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Max. Alabama's next three games: Mississippi State at LSU at Ole Miss. Will they go three and zero in that stretch? They should. But <laughs> I don't see any doubt that way any doubt that they shouldn't. But I, you know, I, I think I think it's going to depend on what they do from Monday to Thursday in each one of those weeks. Uh, and, you know how how they handle the kids. You know who they start. Maybe make a shake up there and then. Uh, maybe think about flipping Will Anderson a little bit more, moving him around because uh, uh, people going to use that tape for Tennessee and find out how they utilize it. And it was really those. If you watched him, that you're right. Oh, we talked about it. They doubled him uh, almost. He could get past the line of scrimmage half the time. Uh, and that was the reason he, he was non-disruptive as he's been all along. One guy in the league's not going to block the guy. And, and most everybody knows that. So uh, I think that lies that, that problem. Mississippi State doesn't have the physical talent. Ole Miss is weak on the defensive side. And we really don't know about LSU right now. They played pretty good against Florida, but Florida's still, you know, subpar to what Florida has been historically. So, uh, you know, uh, particularly going to, you know, going to the Baton Rouge place, we always know that's a that's a boogaboo down there sometimes. I but hope I hope I this happens, that. Max, and I would love to see what the committee does. Tennessee loses to Georgia. They end up eleven and yep. one. Georgia wins out, makes it to the championship game. Bama wins out. Bama beats Georgia. They're all <laughs> sitting there with one loss. Uh, Tennessee with yep. one loss, eleven and one. Georgia would be twelve and one at that point, and Alabama would be twelve and one. 
what in the yep. world would happen with the uh, playoff there? Well, who would you take, take? Would you take the SEC champion then if you only took one? If, if how would that how would that work out? They're going to probably take the they're going to take the, the opposition. Uh, they'll take all three. You look at every team that they played, and then look at their schedule and who they played, and they'll come up with a formula that shows it's like a power rating uh, for the you know for the top three. And whoever's got it, it's almost like flip a coin. Yeah, who goes? Yeah. It, now, I think I think winning the conference championship, if everything else is equal, probably you know probably carries more weight than anything else. That was the original formula for them. But uh, you know sometimes you get a team that improves during the year, like Tennessee's doing, and uh, jumps up and beats the teams that are favorite. So uh, that that'll cause some problems. That'll cause some controversy. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, but that's why they're on the committee, and that's why they handle it the way they do. And when it's all said and done, you know. We, we look to spring training. We go to basketball first and spring training. Baseball, then we go again. <laughs> yeah. Well, Max, great stuff. It, I tell you what, it did make the SEC a lot more exciting. Uh, this happened. It does. So uh, yep. it makes for bigger games, and uh, we'll see what happens. That's why you – it'd be a shame for Bryce Young not to win a win a ring, uh, but we'll see what happens as we go through it. Thank you, Max. Appreciate Thank you. you. Always, always my pleasure, guys. Thank y'all. All Thank right, you. Uh, there's Max Howell there breaking it down. All right, uh, who would you take in that situation, Dad? Would the SEC champion get the first nod to get in if if they all had one loss? Oh, Tennessee would have beaten both teams. No, no, no. Tennessee would lose to Georgia, so they oh. would make Atlanta. They'd be eleven and one. Georgia make Atlanta at twelve and zero. Alabama beats them, so they have three teams with one loss. Alabama and Georgia be twelve and one. Tennessee be left out, probably. Yeah, All right. and, they, and when they are, they'll be they'll be tearing the goalposts down again. Yeah, Morgan Waller have to make a new song about tear, crying. Uh, Joe, he released a song right after the game, didn't he? Morgan Waller about beating Alabama. Yeah, there's a song out there now. Don't you worry. Uh, it's out there. Hey, Alabama won. The deal is about to end at the end of this month. So get more truck for your buck. Take advantage of the great opportunity right now with Alabama one rates as low as 1.99% extended loan terms up to 250 cash back in two months of no payment. So get that, uh, deal right now. You go to www.alabama1.org. We also want to thank pressure treated pine from great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want it. You listen to Tide 100.9. This is the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see traffic backing up on US 43 southbound at McFarland and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Gary Harris. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatment. Preaching of God's word. Please join us at the link that's 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries, the third Thursday every month at 6.30 p.m. Please pray for us and join us if you can. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather noticeably cooler today. The chance of a few isolated morning showers. Otherwise, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. The high 67. Tonight, the coldest night so far this season. Clear with the low at 34. Tomorrow, a sunny and very cool day. The high 53. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. They beat us every damn year. It's been a minute since we pulled out a win. I loaded the truck down with beer. Drove down to watch them do it. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Here's Morgan Wallen's new song dropped, uh, I guess it dropped, what, Joe, right after the game? <laughs> so, uh, he's hot as a firecracker, so I'm sure that will sell well up in the Tennessee mountains. You think, Joe, you think they'll purchase that song up there and sing every word of that? Uh, so interesting stuff there. All right, so we'll take this top of the hour break, open up the phone lines when we get back. 205-342-9904. we have Doug Bell with us. We'll find out how Doug did. The Blue Plate Special, I really feel like it would have hit if they didn't have a lightning delay. When they came back, I think the lightning delay, I didn't see it. I'm assuming they just kind of ran the ball, ran the clock out. I think the lightning delay, Joe, would you agree? I think it probably hurt. It was 14-point game. I think it probably hurt the chances of the Blue Plate Special. The guys get tight. You're just trying to end the game now. You're not going to get anybody hurt. So I think that was – but we'll see how Doug did as well. And uh, that makes the Blue Plate special 4-4 four and four, uh, this week. So you're losing the juice. You listen to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see traffic backing up on US 43 southbound at McFarland and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Has the pandemic affected your business? Even with more and more customers going online in the past five years, online business has grown greatly due to the pandemic. Now more than ever, it's important to have the Tide 100.9 app. A town square media station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904. I had several calls in the first hour, some new callers, so feel free to jump in and give us your opinion on what's going on with Alabama. Andrew Kniffer, 
He's my Allstate insurance agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 in Northport. Don't just pay your bill. Know what you're paying. Know what kind of insurance you have. Know if you need less, more, whatever you need. Because when it happens, you're going to make sure you have the right coverage. Well, Andrew takes great care of me. He'll do the same for you. Give him a call. 205-722-9201. Also want to take this opportunity to wish Jack... Uh, happy birthday. Today is Jack's birthday, number 17. Wow. Whew, I'm getting old. I called him last night and couldn't get him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, happy birthday to him. I know that he was having some dinner with Blake and his mom and some people last night, so uh, maybe he put his phone up. Uh, but anyway, happy birthday to Jack. No school today, too. That's pretty nice. No, oh, really? Okay. I can call nice, him, man. No school today, so uh, happy birthday. Uh, to you Jack. The whole school a day off for Jack's birthday? The whole school got the old Northridge. So if you guys uh, want to Venmo me for Jack getting you off, I can send you my Venmo and we'll go give him a great present for getting uh, getting here. He thought I bought him a truck, but I ain't buying no truck. I ain't got no money to buy him a truck. Uh, so you're going to keep riding that same jalopy you got until uh, you go to college. Uh, all right. Where does Alabama go from here, Dad? The you talked about possibly benching somebody. I mean, you can you can ham them in practice. Uh, you can open up certain positions. Uh, you can show more film. Uh, you can have individual meetings with certain guys. You could get your – I know Coach has a group that he meets with on a weekly basis about what's going on with their football team. Something's not right right now because of the discipline on the team – there's a lot of buttons you can push. What do you think Nick Saban does? Well, what you what what you said, you do all of that. First thing you do is you do film it. You do take the film, and you do break the film down by positions, and you bring in those guys by positions, and you show them what they did wrong, and then you um, you know you show your team stuff, but you also break down the position stuff, and then along with that, if you are worried about the mental part of the of game. They're not playing up to up to snuff mentally, or not knowing what they're doing, or just making mistakes. Or and Max made a good point, and they got so much pressure on them, they they grab somebody. You, then you try to get that straightened out with them. And after that, you get your ten players, or nine players, whatever you have, and you talk to them about the mental part of it. Now, you know, we we've got to we got to we we got to we got to improve ourselves from what we did. We got to learn from the mistakes that we made. Uh, and you and you get their feel for it. Um, you get their do you, you know you get their feel about how hard they're playing. How you know as Nick Saban Nick Saban does that generally alone by himself. Um, you listen to the analyst. There are four analysts there uh, up in the that watch everything and at all the meetings. You listen to the analyst. The analysts watch guys a lot, so you visit with them. And you make and you make and you make changes. You there are there are there are guys in the in defensive backfield where one guy is almost as good as the other one, but the other one practices a little bit better. And you play him, and he's been okay. But then he falls down and is not okay. Then you switch, you change, you substitute, and you go from there. Um, you'll come in thinking that. Uh, Mississippi State's going to throw it on every down. They're going to think you think that, and they're not going to throw it on every down. And I think the biggest thing, Barry, is is in this particular game, the pass rush is is effective. Um, it, the, 
as many as you can put on there and still do the job you need to do. I think the pass rush will change, and I think they will they will be after and have the quarterback on his back some. So I think those are the things. That, but you've got to look at them from a standpoint of how they practice and what they do on the field, and then you've got to visit with them mentally and, and be sure they're okay as, as, a, as a group. Yeah, I think you may find some stuff uh, when you have those meetings. Hopefully you got guys in those meetings that care. Uh, maybe they'll share some stuff that's been going on. You know, there's a lot of things that can affect these kids. Uh, the certain yeah. kids not, not caring anymore. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, the yeah. players will have to police all that as to what's what's yeah. going on because they don't have their attention right now. And for whatever reason, maybe Max is right. They get killed in the film session, so I'm going to grab a hold of the guy. Instead of you know letting him get well, to the quarterback, but poor Bryce Young got beat to death. In yeah, that he did. Game. Well, when you're pick number one, Barry, when you're pick number one, you can't go any further. I mean, you're you're. That's the reason that who gives a crap about being pick number one before the season's over. When you're pick number one, you got to thinking sometimes you are number one and you're not. Everybody else is coming after you because you are number one. Everybody else is going to play better against you than they play against anybody. And this bull crap about, oh, we won't be number one when the season starts is a bunch of baloney because it, 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 it's a fact that you're better off being where you can, you're going to move up during the season. Now their backs are to the wall. They can't lose another, they can't lose another game. And, uh, and, and, you know, I still think they can represent, they can rent, represent, uh, the West in, in, in Atlanta probably because I don't, there's nobody else. The only other team that's undefeated is, is Ole Miss. And and they're going they're going to get it this they'll get it this week at LSU LSU will beat them, and so it'll be the LSU's improved some although Florida's not great. It's just the fact that when you're number one and, and you think you're number one, their kids are kids. You know it to me. I don't. I, don't, I, I never wanted to. I never wanted to be picked to win the league in basketball. I wanted to be, you know, where I could get my guys to play harder. Uh, Joe, you know, I know Alabama lost by three. Everybody said, well, it wasn't, you know, we saw it didn't fumble. It wasn't the penalties. Well, they're doing it. All right, so do they deserve to be six? Uh, right below them, you got Ole Miss. See, I would rank Ole Miss ahead of them just because I know it's going to play itself out on the field. So I'm going to put them up there for being uh, seven. Put them, and up there. put them up there ahead of me. TCU is six Good. and oh. Shouldn't TCU be ahead of Alabama, Joe? I mean, uh, and and UCLA is six and zero now. Southern Cal lost a one point game to Utah, uh, so they've fallen down. You got Syracuse uh, sitting there six and zero. I'm gonna tell you something. You'll laugh at this one, but I I watched every game you could watch, and the Duke North Carolina game came down to the last to the last play of the game. And it was a disagreement whether he stepped out of bounds or not. Do you coach went after him? No, he used to be the defense coordinator at A and M. He went after officials and and he got fifteen yard penalty. And uh, he was hot as a and they. But as far as those guys getting after each other, brother, they did. It was, it was a heck of a game. Joe, should these guys? I don't know about Syracuse, but should Ole Miss, TCU? Not sure about UCLA. I don't really watch them. Should they be ranked ahead of Alabama right now? I mean, Alabama's had three games. One they lost, and two go down to the last play. 
Shouldn't these guys be ranked to the head of the Crimson Tide right now? Yeah, uh, Ole Miss especially should be because I think they've been pretty uh, in control of all of their games. I think that they should be. Uh, and, and TCU, I mean, TCU doesn't have a defense, but uh, but uh, they're working and they're undefeated. So I, I, just as you said, it's all going to play out. So I, I imagine um, I imagine a lot of people are probably still trying to give respect to Alabama, the, the, the perennial power. Uh, but there's no harm in ranking those teams ahead of them because Alabama hadn't shown that much really this year. Yeah, well, these polls don't mean anything anyway. It's the playoff committee that will send out the real poll that comes out in November. But uh, Alabama's got to pick it up. Uh, they've got to get to playing better on both sides of the football. Uh, the kicking's got to get better. Special teams is atrocious with with penalties, diving on balls. Uh, and I don't know, Dad, can you – the only way to fix all this stuff, and of course not the pressure of the game, is to really go scrimmage and go good on good and, and have officials out there calling the game. If you make penalties, uh, then there's got to be some a punishment right there on the field. Something, but you don't want to beat them up during the week. I think it's yeah, hard. I don't think I don't, you, yeah, I don't think you can scrimmage. How else do, I, how do you fix the, the I, penalties? I think, well, you may you may you may do some some scrimmage, I guess, a little bit, but I don't think you go at it real hard. Not with, I mean, I, I think I think that you, I think that you get people. That the biggest thing to get people's attention is what once you teach them and work them hard is to is is to have that guy who did not play well and who continues not to play well. The bench is the best motivator, and then you get him back on there once you go to LSU. But the bench is the best motivator for that. So I, I, I would think that that uh, you know you if you you have a field there as as the coach a position coach that goes to the meetings with coach with with coach Saban and and you discuss the the positions. You have a feeling who's who's trying to improve, who's trying to get better, who's just hate, hates what he what what he did. And if he doesn't, then you you make a change and you. And I'm anxious to see if that makes some change. I think it will. Yeah, we'll see if uh, if a guy like Eli Ricks now can't get on the field after what happened there. You know, he's sitting over thinking, "Man, I can guard these guys. I can defend them." Well, then you got to give him some reason. There's something he's not doing in practice because the guy was a first team All American uh, preseason, and we heard people at LSU rave about him. Had he been injured some? Yeah, way back, but not now. He's he's ready. He's not even. I don't even know if he got in the game. Uh, Joe, you can maybe look up and see if he uh, has a, participated in the game. But I don't. He hadn't. Well, I'll say this to you: We talk about it all the time, but the the transfer portal saved Tennessee when they lost all those guys with a coaching change, and it just shows you also that that. People, people come out and watch you if you're a defense, if you're an offensive-minded team versus a defensive-minded team. Uh, football, football all over the country is offense now. It's not defense. It's offense. Yeah. And uh, you got to hold them to some decent. And you still got to play the defense, but it, it is not a defensive game anymore. It's an offensive game. The SEC Joe's turned into the Big Twelve. We used to always laugh about the Big Twelve. We, we are the Big Twelve. Uh, now, all right, uh, we'll take this break. We'll get Doug Bell in. I'll let Joe figure out his picks and how he did uh, this week. Royal Cleaners, pick up and delivery. They're going to make life easy for you. You take that cleaning right there to work with you. They'll come to your home, wherever. 
Uh, they'll pick it up, get it all cleaned up, deliver it right back. You can drop off any one of three locations, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, and Northport are 4851 Rice Mine Road. Give them a call today for all your cleaning needs. They'll take absolutely great care of you. They do it to me. 205-391-0034. You listen to Tide 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. Today's temperatures across West Alabama will be seasonable, but don't get too used to it. ABC 3340 meteorologist Taylor Cervello tells us a cold front will bring us to afternoon temperatures in the mid-50s on Tuesday. And because of that, the National Weather Service in Birmingham is issued a freeze watch for areas along and south of a Sullivan to Jasper line here in West Alabama. A freeze warning is in effect for the Tennessee Valley of North Alabama. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see traffic backing up on US 43 southbound at McFarland and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. At Academy Sports and Outdoors, they carry all the gear you need from the top brands, all at prices you'll love. And now shopping at Academy is more convenient than Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather noticeably cooler today, the chance of a few isolated morning showers. Otherwise, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, the high 67. Tonight, the coldest night so far this season. Clear with the low at 34. Tomorrow, a sunny and very cool day, the high 53. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back to inside the locker room. We're going right up to the Alabama One Hotline. He is uh, with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports. Joins us every Monday, our main man, Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. Uh, how are you guys today? I'm doing great. Uh, we're uh, we're good. Uh, just kicking this Alabama football team around. All right, Doug. Let's yeah. we do that. Though. Let's, Joe, get the... Uh, Machine ready in there. Uh, I wasn't here, Doug, for your uh, for your picks. Uh, so James Madison week. at Georgia Southern. Yeah. You said take James Madison minus ten and a half, Joe. Did we get that one right? All right. 
Auburn at Ole Miss. Uh, that was the blue plate special. Now, I really think the lightning delay cost y'all that game. I think they were going to cover. But then they got all tight, so they just ran the clock out. You took hotty toddy, minus 16 and a half. Joe, hit the button for us. And then, we say the best for last. Vanderbilt at Georgia. You took the dogs, minus 38 and a half. Ring it up, Joe. Ring that cash register. All right, so that runs your record, Doug, to <laughs> 10, 13, yep. and 1, which is not just, it's not horrible. Uh, it's not good, right. but it's not horrible. So we look forward to getting your picks uh, later on in the segment. That, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, guys. In fact, I think I got 3-0 and this week. I'm just throwing it out there, just throwing it out. <laughs> All right, Dad. Go ahead, Dad. Uh, before we get to whatever you want, football, whatever, uh, I got something else to ask you when the show's over. Um, uh, the tournament in Japan where Ricky yeah. was, uh, Ricky was one shot off, uh, led, led, I think on one day, but uh, of course uh, a day ahead of us, I kept watching that Keenan Bradley won. Right. Ricky, um, uh, does that, I know he won a bunch of money. You got money. What, what is his? Abilities coming back. Is he putting back? What's the deal there? Well, first off, Coach um, Keegan Bradley. You know he had not won in four years. Ricky oh, Fowler hasn't won in three and a half. So I mean, that was a big win for Keegan. Yeah. Uh, even though Keegan has played better than Ricky over the last few years, but yeah. as for Ricky now, he is. Um, you know he he changed his uh, caddy, longtime caddy Joe Scovern, uh is now with Tom Kim, the twenty-year-old who won a couple of weeks ago. That's interesting. But anyway, Ricky switched. He switched caddies. He switched drivers. He went back to some irons that he played years ago. And most importantly, he now is back with Butch Harmon, uh, the Good. legendary golf instructor who, who no, no longer comes. You know, he's getting older, so Butch no longer comes out to see players. If you want to go to Butch, you have to go to Las yep. Vegas. And, and, and obviously, uh, since he's gone back to Butch, he tied for sixth, speaking of Ricky Fowler, out at the Fortinet Championship in Napa. And then finishes one shot behind Keegan Bradley playing in the final group last week. So I think Ricky Fowler certainly has found something. Good. Uh, and I think guys working with certain instructors, you know, that Butch Harmon sees things. And, you know, the, the players that work with Butch will tell you well, he spots things in the first five, ten minutes. You know, uh, Butch, has had him, Butch has had him before. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he did Absolutely. better. Then he quit Butch. And, yeah, uh, he he went, and he started going to somebody else. And uh, so, yep. you know, it, that I think that's what's happened, really. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, and now the tour coach, um, you know, comes back, and, and you're familiar with Congaree Golf Club in Ridgeland, South Carolina. You know, that's, oh, a half hour or so from Savannah, and it's a very exclusive golf course. Um, and this will be – they host the CJ Cup this week, which, again, used to be in South Korea, and since the pandemic they've moved the CJ Cup. Uh, back to the United States. Last last year it was in Las Vegas, and Rory won. This year again in South Carolina. And this is a big tournament, guys, because uh, all the big names. Uh, this is the only time we're going to see Rory this fall, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth. They all come back and play this week. It's on the Golf Channel. You know, it'll be opposite all the football games, whether it's college or NFL, but this is a big, big PGA event coming up this week. Again, Thursday through Sunday. You know the the golfers they get they get uh, really and truly they get bored real quick if they they you know you talk about wanting time off and they're spreading this and spreading that and and I understand that 
but with their talent, they, they and I know they got girlfriends and pregnant wives and all that crap, but but uh, <laughs> they get bored real quick. I think from playing yeah, that right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, you know, listen, um, and, and coach, you know, and Barry, you know, having been in team sports, um, you got to be totally focused on what you're doing, and that's why, you know, let's say a guy like Tom Kim, he's 20 years old, he's won yeah. twice now in the last couple months. I mean, all, all this guy does is concentrate on golf, and he's a young yeah. guy, and that's his thing. But you're right, when these players, Jordan Spieth went through it, um, Ricky obviously has gone through it, Keegan Bradley, I mean, all these guys who have long droughts. Uh, they all get married, they all have children, and their whole focus changes. And I'm not faulting them or saying that's a negative. I'm just saying, Coach, you're right. These guys get a little – their mind gets a little off something other than golf, and it's yeah. easy to lose it because the competition is so fierce. Yeah. Well, give Barry give Barry the information now because he it's money and he was interested in this. Give him the LIV deal, the, all the money that um, – Dustin Johnson is made. Tell, tell him about the LIV. Yeah, before you do that, though, uh, Doug, tell us Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Uh, with the victory. I don't know if anybody saw it, uh, yeah. but Brooks Kepka won. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna say, that's what I'm getting him to say. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying come back from all the injuries. That, that's a, that's probably a pretty big deal for Brooks. I don't know if anybody else cares. Talk about him winning the LIV this, this weekend. Well, the big deal, number one, he beat Peter Uline, another guy who jumped for the PGA Tour to live. And Peter Uline, of course, his dad is the big Titleist um, uh, COO for many years. Uh, and and Uline and Kepka, uh, they both, after college, Uline was the number one amateur in the world from Oklahoma State. Kepka was a great player at Florida State. Great friends. They travel Europe, and they play the uh, the satellite tours in Europe and qualify for some events on the European tour, et cetera. So they go way back. So that was kind of neat that they actually played in that playoff and Kepka beat him. First win for Brooks Kepka uh, in three years as well. So um, that was significant for him. And he said afterwards in an interview, Kepka is now 32 years old. Uh, he, he was afraid that his career was over after his second knee surgery a few years ago in the PGA Tour. So meaningful event for him. He won $4.5 million uh, for winning that live event. And he said, unfortunately, he, he bet his brother Chase Kepka, who's also on live, by the way, uh, that if he ever won again, because his brother knew what he was going through physically, he goes, I will buy you a, uh, a Ferrari. And so that's what uh, Kepka said. Unfortunately, a lot of that money is going to go to the building, buying this brand new car for his brother. How much, how much anyway, is a Ferrari, Doug? I would, I would think it's probably somewhere in the vicinity of what? Uh, $750,000, maybe a million dollars, something well, like that. He's already won $4.2 million. So. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. You think Barry might buy me one sometime? If I win the LIV, <laughs> I'm going to buy you a Ferrari, Dad. I, you got that right now. You're going to have a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. much did Dustin Johnson win? I guess is the LIV season over, Doug? Well, no, no. There's two more events. Um, they end the season uh, at President Trump's course in Doral, you know, where they used to play the PGA event, the Blue Monster. Yeah. And so they come they come back in two weeks. But uh, DJ has already wrapped up the points list uh, through six events. They play a total of eight. Uh, so he already wrapped up the points championship, which was that bonus. You know, he won last week and then picked up the bonus. And so right now, I, if I think I read where he pocketed just last week with a bonus $17.5 million. <laughs> and that goes, obviously, he signed the contract uh for a reported two hundred and thirty million dollars, 
which was that original deal, uh, four years on live. So that's a lot of money for DJ. And, um, and you know, people, it was funny in that press conference, they're asking, does he miss the PGA Tour? And sarcastically, DJ said, oh, yeah, I miss the PGA Tour each and every week. I'm brokenhearted. And obviously, <laughs> he was being tongue-in-cheek as he cashed all that money. Yeah, Doug, uh, I was in Jupiter, Florida about a week and a half ago, and I wanted to go over and see where Tiger and Justin lived. Can't do that. I wanted to yep. go through the Bear and see some of those courses that they're members of. They got gates there. I tried your name. But I didn't get through. How do you, can you even get on those courses down there where those guys play, or do you have to be a member down there to play those courses? Well, the Bear and, and Trump, Trump's course yeah, down Trump there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, you can play them. You just uh, number one, you have to know somebody, and you have to play with a member. Um, and the medalist, where you know JT and Rory and Ricky Fowler and all those guys, Dustin Johnson, by the way. Um, you know, that's where they practice and play when they're down here in home. Uh, now, you can go out there. Uh, again, it's a private course, but, I mean, you can get out there and you can play it. Uh, you just have to know a member. And I don't and know like a member, seven, Doug. I don't know a member. Well, well Barry, you got to call me ahead of time. Come on. <laughs> and, you know, people have tried before pushing the button using my name. And, you know, I'm just saying that's a low batting average. Yeah. When you do something like that. <laughs> I found that out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, tell. Uh, what was I going to ask you? I done doggone it. Forgot what it was. Uh, something about the golf. Go ahead, Barry. I can't think. What Doug, everybody's all over me, just like you, uh, with your picks. I said Tennessee was going to get blown out. My yeah. phone was blowing up. I also said Texas A&M was going to play them the wheels off. They didn't give me credit for that, but they want to get all over me about that. And I just kept thinking that Nick Saban's going to fix the discipline on this team and he hadn't uh and everybody wants to blame bill o'brien and gold and that's fine but at some point i mean i think coach saban's the best coach in college football don't get me wrong but for whatever reason he has not pushed the right discipline button and that has really surprised me you well it has um and you know a lot many of those penalties um uh I mean, the offensive line gets called a lot for a lot of procedure penalties, which in these these environments where it's loud, I, that's understandable, especially being the father of an offensive line. That's hard for those guys. But defensively, where they call all the pass interferences and the holdings and things like that, uh, that's the aggressive nature that Alabama has always played under Coach Saban, now Coach Golding, whether Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator. Uh, it's, it's the way Clemson, for their great teams, played under Brett Venables. Uh, they virtually hold playing that man-on-man defense, you know, zero coverage in the back, and and they're basically holding uh, every single play. And so it really depends on what kind of officiating crew that you get. And unfortunately for Alabama, they had an officiating crew on Saturday uh, who, who saw virtually all those penalties, and they were crucial. Um, uh, in, in the end, though, the one thing that I just and – I, and I heard Coach Saban's comments, I just I, – when Alabama had the ball setting up for their effort to kick that last field goal, um, I just I couldn't understand why they kept passing and stopping the clock. You know, it left Tennessee with nine seconds to go, obviously. Uh, and we're armchair quarterbacking. But at the time I was watching the game, gosh, hoping, let's run the ball, let's run the ball, let's, let's get that clock down to two seconds or one second, then call the last timeout. But, but unfortunately, you left the opportunity open uh, for Tennessee. And by the way, uh, Tennessee – you know, they had one play, 
and it was really good coverage, so you got to credit the quarterback who snuck it in there, uh, and the kid made a nice catch. As they, and again, it goes to review. The clock had hit zero, and they go to the review and, and gave Tennessee one more play. So, But but the bottom line, Barry and Coach, and you guys know it, uh, all Alabama has to do now, you know, obviously you have to take care of business. Um, Ole Miss is undefeated in the West. But if Alabama just wins out, they're going to be in the SEC championship again. And that's uh, – Say now, on your picks, are, are you going to pick uh, – on November the 5th, are you going to pick uh, Tennessee to beat Georgia? Well, gosh, are you asking me for future picks, Coach? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just I mean, kidding. You know, I, know. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think Georgia can win a shootout, but I also don't think uh, Georgia's defense will play as bad as Alabama's did against them. So it should be a – I tell you one thing, it's done, Doug. It makes for a lot more interesting uh, SEC. Usually, it's a bore, uh, but it ain't a bore anymore, <laughs> especially if you're an no, Alabama no. fan. So yeah, no, and uh, and I, and we saw guys. You know, you saw the difference when Bryce is playing. Uh, he's a, he's a difference maker. There's no doubt about it. At the same time, the Tennessee quarterback, uh, Alabama tried to pressure him and and hit, hit him a few times, but he's a young man who gets it out so quickly. Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, how little he's pressured. I mean, he and he and he's a he's a very accurate passer. What a great season that young man has had. You got to give him a lot of credit. You think he's got to pay for anything in Knoxville uh, this what week? About the tra- <laughs> what about the transfer rule, Barry? He transferred from Virginia Tech. Do you what think was Virginia Tech, Tech looking at? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that is that Let's is get on Virginia I mean, Tech a while. Astonishing that they let that guy walk, and you know he wasn't the starter at Virginia Tech. Oh I mean, my heavens! Yeah, he was a backup, and so he was looking to go somewhere and play. He's and an older kid. He's yeah, he's an older kid. 30, D- yeah. Doug, what do you think, like, that kicker and Hendon Hooker can pull in NIL this week? I mean, they ought to be able to break it <laughs> in, shouldn't they? I would think so, and I would think Peyton Manning could help him. Yeah. Uh, he was front and center there on game day on the sidelines. I think Peyton needs to negotiate some sort of deal for both of those kids. No oh, doubt. my gosh. You think Peyton, what a deal? I wonder if Peyton and Eli are on Monday Night Football tonight. Think Peyton will mention it tonight on Monday Night Football if they're on? Probably, probably about a thousand times. <laughs> no and doubt. And he's going to wear a Tennessee Vols hat. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah was, that was. And he was actually, uh, I thought he was great on game day. Peyton Manning is very, very good when it comes to television. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. They take that other goober and throw him in the garbage. He's terrible. McAvee, he doesn't like McAvee. I can't that. stand him. He, yeah. he wants. Hey, look at me. Let me show you how good I am. Let me fix my hair. Tell you how good I am, and t- tell you. Oh, he makes me puke. I don't watch him. <laughs> how do you really feel? Uh, all right, uh, all right, Doug. Uh, come on now. Come on. Come on. Let's right. get to, let's get your picks. Come on. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me just tell you this, guys. Last week, underdogs. Against the spread were 34 and 11 last week alone, and there were 15 outright upsets. Um, obviously, uh, the Tennessee pick. game was one of those. But yeah, hard it's hard to pick. And and Kansas, by the way, um, they are 6-0 and 1 against the spread this season. Still a very good bet. Tulane, Arkansas State, 6 and 1 against the spread uh, as we enter week eight. And Tennessee, by the way, is 5 and 1 now against the spread. So those are. You know, if you're looking for trends, and I know Coach loves it when I talk about trends. Oh, but, trends, uh, corny. corny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, here's what I like. Derek wait, wait, whatever formula you're using, Doug, let's try a new formula. <laughs> I know, I am, I am. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, the trend the trends isn't working. So no. again, we'll go to plan B. Right. Go against the trend. How about that? It might work. There you go. All right. Syracuse guys, six and zero, top ten defense. Uh, Dino Babers, their head coach. I mean, at the beginning of the season, is this guy going to last the season? Well, now they're they're six and zero. They go to Clemson. This is the last tough game Clemson has this season. They win this game outright. They're going to breeze into the ACC championship. The Tigers, by the way, a 13-point favorite. Uh, maybe closer than some expected at Florida State last week, but their quarterback, Ugalele, uh, I think is really starting to play like we thought he would. I like Clemson. This is the toughest road test for Syracuse up to this point. Their big wins have come at home inside the dome. Clemson covers the 13 at Ooh. home. Raucous atmosphere at Death Valley. Ooh. I like that. And I think that's I think that 13 points is um, might be right. a lot of a lot of money going on Syracuse. Yeah, that's, a, that's 11 a.m. kick uh, here yeah. in Tuscaloosa. So yeah, I might take Woo! it. Yeah. I might use it. Not a bad, not a bad pick. But all right, number <laughs> all right. two. Now, now early this morning I got up and this is interesting. Uh, Ole Miss was a two and a half point favorite early yeah. this morning. I, I went out, did some things, came back, and now it's a pick'em game, guys. Yeah, LSU Ole Miss is a pick'em. Um, I'm going with LSU at home. I, I like yeah. what I saw last week winning yeah. on the road at Florida. The, the best game the quarterbacks played up to this point, they ran the ball like crazy. And I think Ole Miss runs the ball well, too. So th- this being a pick game, it's just a Well, that's a good bet because the, uh, uh, LSU's defense is 50 times better than Ole Miss's defense. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, I, so I, you're I, taking I, LSU, 230 CBS. Them. Yep. To beat, all they got to do is win the game. Dude. I made blue play tapping, too. Go ahead. All right. Hey, I, I like it when Coach backs me up. It, it, it's rare. He is four um, and four, dog. Let's don't go overboard. All right. All right. All right. Um, Alabama has played Mississippi State after losses in 2019 and last season, 2021. Alabama has beaten Mississippi State in those two games, 87 to 16 combined score. They, they bounce back both times and blown out Mississippi State. I know Mississippi State is is better, et cetera. Bama favored by 21. I think Alabama blows them out and wins by more than 21 at home this Saturday night. All right. Yeah. So you're, taking, you're rolling with the tide. Yep. And all the penalties. Uh, you ever seen a team yeah. try, you know you're in a Tough environment, Doug, when they're trying to give a team five downs and it takes them five, ten minutes to figure <laughs> out that it's fourth down. And that guy well, holding that thing, he wasn't going to change it for nothing. He left that three well, up. And this is, let me just say one thing about, and, and, and I'm not complaining about the officiating because I know SEC officials and I know these guys work hard and they're dedicated, et cetera. But this is the one thing I'll say, and I was talking to my son yesterday who played college football. Not just SEC officials, but collegiate officials across the board are older gentlemen who've been doing it a long time, and you know they're slow reflexes. You see them running slow up the field, um, you know. And a lot of these guys, if they've been doing it a long time, they know they're on television. They have egos as well. I, college football officiating needs younger officials, and it's hard to find them. Yeah. So we are stuck with older men who I believe their skills are diminishing. And I'm not saying it. Other than the fact that physically, you know, you can't see as well, your reflexes aren't as good, you don't run as well. Uh, it's a fast physical game, getting more and more physical each and every year. And I think the officiating uh, is is on the other end of the scale. So that, that's what I think we're dealing with. 
older guys who are not as good as they used to be, as quick as they used to be. And it's a bang-bang decision sometimes. And I think in a lot of cases, not just the Alabama-Tennessee game, I see it every game I watch, there are questionable calls by older officials who probably should be thinking about retirement as opposed to continuing their career as officials in major college football. Just my yeah, opinion. Well, it probably goes back to the younger days. You know, you little youth people screaming at these people trying to officiate. Nobody wants to do it anymore. But I agree yeah, with you exactly. on those bang-bang calls. But when they go to monitor and they look at Bryce Young clearly get targeted oh. and they don't call I, it. Well, I, I can't I about to officiate. Now. Yeah, I can't say what I think, but so I won't say that. But, yeah, but uh, no guy. And you know about that targeting call or lack thereof. Again, you realize it went to the booth. They're the ones that called down yeah. the targeting. But but the call uh, roughing the passer wasn't called on the field. What was the the white hat doing back there? What was he looking at that was clearly roughing the passer? I mean, it should have been at the very least a fifteen yard penalty. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't, that's my main man, Bryce. Now, Bryce is duh. I mean, he got he – They were – and obviously – Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, Tennessee was physical with him, and he, yeah. he took shots on Saturday. That poor wow. kid was so sore on Sunday. Oh. That offensive line to be ashamed letting that boy get hit like that as good as he is. Well, so. maybe, I think some of those hits were a little on the late side. Just saying. Yeah, Just saying. but uh, – what did your son say about Will Anderson? I mean, they he wasn't even a factor. Was he sick? Or what did Tennessee do to neutralize him? They I don't think him. that was possible. They doubled him. You can triple him. They people other people tried to double him. What they what happened yeah. there, Doug? Well well, I coach nailed it. I mean, they chipped him, they doubled him, tripled him. And again, the quarterback hooker gets it out so quickly that a Tennessee offense they spread everybody out. I mean, he gets the ball out of his hand quicker than any other uh, collegiate quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady is the fastest at 2.7 seconds on the average in the National Football League, and Hooker uh, is right there with him under three seconds. He takes the snap and releases the football in under three seconds. It's hard to get pressure when uh, when you're lining up back uh, five, six, seven yards from center, taking the snap and getting out that quickly. And that's that offense. That's why I think Georgia, you're right, will have an advantage when they eventually play Tennessee because Alabama gave a blueprint. They'll, they'll, of what I mean, not Tennessee to do. <laughs> We've yeah, got a blueprint well, exactly. of what not exactly. to do. Yeah. Hey, Doug, uh, no question about it. hey, Doug, before you leave, with, yeah. your permit, with your permission, get Brandy to call me or text me. I, I thought I was getting <laughs> some pictures from her, and I got them from somebody else. I texted them back, and they said, you got the wrong person. And so <laughs> I, I, I got need four, to do this off the get, air. Uh, I know I'll well, do, do that, but do, try to get her to call me with your permission. A text me so I will get me straight. Thank I will. you. I will. I will. All right, Doug. And on that note, Doug. Uh, <laughs> well, no way I know to do it. Well, y'all could have talked about that off the air. Go, well, he MD, didn't do it. I did it. I, I understand. Uh, hey, hey, hey. MD Wellness, Doug. Tell us about MD Wellness. <laughs> yeah, MD Wellness and Aesthetics, 650 Everness Corners, 205-582-9216. Dr. Mancuso and her staff, uh, they're there on Mondays and Fridays. And so you can make an appointment right now, again, uh, 582-9216. Guys, we're talking Botox, uh, the new laser treatment, uh, the full facials. A lot of people like that to diminish wrinkles and the sunspots and that sort of thing. Hormone replacement, B12 shots. They do it all. And the thing is, it's a free consultation. So if you call them up, uh, 582-9216, and say, hey, can I come in? And we can sit down. I'll tell you what I want to do. 
and they'll do that. That's free, and then you can set up the appointments. So good stuff, MD Wellness and Aesthetics, Inverness Corners. Doug, I, I really mean it this time. I like your three picks. I do. So we'll see what happens. I do, too. But that I ain't do me liking them. That's not good, is I it? think I you've been looking on my paper. I can't pick a game, Doug. So me liking I think you're looking game. on my. I think you're looking on my paper. Uh, yeah. It's right. hard, guys. All right, it's Doug. hard, but, but I'm, I'm not giving up hope. All right. I got to go to Jupiter again in the summer. I'll call you before I go. So see if you Give me a call. Give me a call. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, All Doug. Right, Barry. See you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Joe, let's talk about B-Dry. Uh, you're going to go to bdryalabama.com. For more than 60 years, B-Dry owners have trusted B-Dry for waterproofing and foundation repair service. These are outstanding people. We've had them on our show for a long, long time. They're backed by the strongest lifetime warranty in the industry. You can call them at 946-3390. But if you want a dry basement, the B-Dry experts will design solutions that will solve your basement problem. They have these patented basement waterproofing and foundation repair products as well, and those products will go into effect to certainly keep that water from coming back in to your basement after they've dried it up. You have a 12-month interest uh, free financing, which is a good deal for you. I think that the customers who have been with B-Dry all these years, 60 years, are very satisfied with what B-Dry does for them. There's nothing more important in your home than a dry basement. With B-Dry, you have a lifetime warranty, a dry basement for life. Your floors one and two are not affected. Your basement is in good shape. So I would suggest that you give B-Dry a call. 60 years of service they put to everybody in this area. 205-946-3390. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide fell to the Tennessee Volunteers 52-49 inside of Neyland Stadium on Saturday. Nick Saban spoke on the late pass interference call after the game. Former Alabama running back Brian Robinson Jr. scored his first NFL touchdown on Thursday night. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see traffic backing up on US 43 southbound at McFarland and 69 at Union Chapel. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Did you hear about Taco Bell's apology? Yeah, they apologized for going too far with their breakfast. Like the naked egg taco and chicken biscuit nachos? It was too much. All you need coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Roll Tide. The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama, Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from unwanted pests. This fall, Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. Also, keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today. Get $60 off the initial pest control service, 866-WAYNES-1, 866-WAYNES-1. I I really can usually predict uh, what Coach Saban's demeanor is going to be at the press conference. Uh, That I don't know. Sometimes when... People, the fans, and I don't know the fans are jumping on the players, that he backs the players. Uh, but with all those mistakes and looking so sloppy, I know that had to be an embarrassment to him to put a football team out there that uh, has 17 penalties, whether they were, okay, the officials missed two or three. Like, you ain't missing false starts in those. How will he be today uh, in the press conference? Mary, matter of fact, will he be on edge? Will he defend his team? What will he do? Talk about all the mistakes and you know, how soft they were on defense in the last plays. Uh, he'll talk again about uh, uh, they're not tuning into what they're trying to do in practice. That they've lost their focus, and until they get you know those kinds of things, it, it'll be there will be some bitterness with it because the questions will cause that. But there'll also be some. I think there'll be some coach talk in it. I think there'll be some. You know, not going just completely crazy about it. I think it's going to be a little bit different than than. I don't think it's going to be a rant and a rave. I think it will be some rants and raves over the, over the questions if they're if they're there to ask questions. I'm not sure. Well, they'll be there to ask questions. This is yeah. one where he uh, does it with the media there, and usually the okay. media maybe goes. They can make him. They're, they're going to make him mad. <laughs> yeah, he but they usually go easy on him, uh, but. At some point, he's got to be held accountable for not getting the mistakes fixed, right or wrong. It, you know, it, it lies at his doorstep uh, to push the right buttons to correct all the penalties and all the mistakes that these. There's never kids. been there's never been an offensive coordinator that, that that anybody liked. Not one. None of them. They got mad at like they got. They, there's never been one there. And so this one that he has this year, if you're all mad at him and don't like him, he's done a great job, uh, he's going to leave. This is his last year, in uh, my opinion. The well, the offense scored 42 points. They got seven exactly. on a scoop yeah. and score. Sure. Just, if Alabama sure. scores 49 points, you well, have sure to be, you win. Yeah. You're supposed and to defensively, win. And defensively, it's, a, it's the responsibility of, 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 of the players. And I, think, I, think the, I think the players believe in their defensive coordinator. And I know Nick Saban believes in him because he's a great recruiter. And uh, I think I think the pass rush was wrong, didn't it? wasn't wasn't effective, whatever it was. It, it wasn't as good as it needed to be. But I don't think it's going to be any problem there. But I think you're right. He's going. He's not going to really name names. Joe, is it fair to say Josh Heupel had his team better prepared than well, Alabama? Yeah, absolutely. Well, fair. I mean, they did. Let's be honest. I mean, they ran. There's. It's a terrible feeling, even when you're coaching basketball, when you cannot stop the other team. Like there's just you can. You know you can't stop them, and you try everything. And Alabama, it, Tennessee couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop them. I mean, they were scoring. They were going up and down the field, left and right, uh, up and down. No, they didn't stop Alabama. And Alabama was supposed to be the superior uh, team there, and they and they and they weren't. And if you make seven, and you have 17 penalties, Gary, that ain't good. 17 penalties is not good. You list the tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.
to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by C Spire. C Spire, Alabama's fastest internet for your business or home. Learn how to add gigabit C-Spire fiber to your roster at cspire.com slash AL fiber. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama suffered its first loss of the season, 52-49 to at Tennessee on Saturday. Head coach Nick Saban met with the media after the game. Very disappointing loss. We didn't answer the bell today. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, way too many penalties. Uh, did too many things to help them. Gave up explosive plays. Um, had a major error on special teams uh, that was totally unnecessary that led to a score on their part. Um, Got to give them a lot of credit. They did a nice job with their offense based on what we were trying to do on defense, but uh, we didn't execute well enough. Um, Got to give our players a lot of credit for you know fighting back, getting back in the game uh, after getting behind 21-7. I'll have more in a moment. Saturdays in ceasefire country are sacred. Just ask the Jackson family. Dad's watched every one of his alma mater's games. But now that his daughter's graduated from her school, she doesn't want to miss her team either. Luckily, they've got fanatically fast ceasefire fiber that lets them both stream at the same time with bandwidth powerful enough to unite a house divided. Welcome to Seaspire Country, where blazing fast is how we roll. Visit seaspire.com slash fiber for details. Here's more from Coach Saban. The, the big thing that our players need to do is learn, you know, from this experience. Uh, have more respect for playing with discipline so we don't get penalties, we don't help the other team, we don't make mental errors uh, that help the other team. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Seaspire. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving pretty well as we wrap up our morning drive this morning. Of course, if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is having a special sale today with super markdowns and extra cash for your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort, your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports. A high 67. Tonight, the coldest night so far this season. Clear with a low at 34. Tomorrow, a sunny and very cool day, the high 53. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. Kind of like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. <laughs> but then I found Walgreens 